Welcome, everybody. This is Mobility and Inclusion. I am your host, Harut Markarian, and our guest today is a fellow Pepperdine graduate, an entrepreneur, and a paratriathlete, Rob Balukas. In 2015, Rob broke his back in a cycling accident while he was training for the half Ironman triathlon. Since then, he competed in many paratriathlons. Rob is also an inspirational speaker with the central theme of You Create Your Life. He's the founder and chief creative catalyst of Baba Lucas that focuses on website design and online marketing. Rob lives a very active uh, lifestyle as a triathlete, black belt martial artist, a cook, and a cigar aficionado. I got to introduce you to some of my family members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Rob. Uh, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to learn from your experience. Thank you. Yep. Um, let's uh, start by, uh, you know, taking, go, taking us back to the day where you were training for a triathlon and you injured yourself. Yeah. Um, gosh, I was uh, training for a, um, the Santa Cruz Half Ironman. Um, and it was actually in a few days. It was September. Uh, it was a second weekend in September of 2015. And it was our last long ride in Marin, north of San Francisco, before we uh, were going to uh, taper down for, um, you know, for, to get ready for the race. And uh, on mile 40 of about 45, I was on what I know now is an infamous part of piece of road that has some, after a long climb, gentle climb, it has some downhill switchbacks that just go back and forth gently. And then there's one you don't see with a hard left. And um, apparently a lot of people crashed there. Um, I was going too fast into it, maintain control. Uh, well, maintain being upright, I wasn't in control because when the next turn came, I didn't have control enough to make the turn and I went straight over the edge and fell 20 feet down the side of the hill and landed flat on my back. Um, I don't remember flying through the air. I knew I was gonna crash. I don't remember flying through the air. I don't remember hitting the ground, but I didn't have any like uh, road rash from tumbling. So I knew I landed hard on my back um, and I knew I had a broken collarbone, but I didn't know uh, uh, from the ER later that like I had a uh, busted most of the ribs on my left side and had a um, punctured or a collapsed left lung and an L1 burst fracture that um, was literally breaking my back, broke my back. Mm -hmm. Wow, uh, that's, uh, that, that's intense. I, uh, I remember, yeah. I, I love, uh, I love uh, riding road bikes. And um, one time I did lose control, but by the grace of God, I didn't, my, my, my bike slipped, did it like a zigzag, but yeah. thankfully I didn't fell off it. So yeah, but, your back tie kind of kind of give you one of those. Wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly where I was at. All my weight was in the front of my bike going downhill, and I'm trying to grip my brakes, but also push myself my weight from my hands to my feet, mm -hmm. and um, I just didn't have enough road in front of me to do that. It had happened to me before, but I had enough road in front of me to correct. Yeah, yeah. But I would say, you know, as a fellow cyclist or or even you know bike, it's like you kind of have it. I think in the back of your head that at some point you're going to pay your dues from a fall, from a crash, get some road rash, get a few raspberries on the, you know, on the elbow forearm. 
um, at worst get hit by a car, you know, um, hopefully it's minor. But as when I knew I was going over the hill in that split second, one of the thoughts that went through my head was like, this is it. Um, this is where I pay my dues as a cyclist. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, look, I'm, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm glad you're here today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <Thank> yeah. You. <laughs> um, so, you know, after, after the injury, you know, the, the race was uh, a week later. Or it was the following Saturday. So it was, yeah, we crashed on a Saturday. Crashed on a Saturday. It was Labor Day. It was actually five years ago. Yeah, it was wow. past Saturday. And wow. uh, yeah, and then, and then the uh, race was the following weekend. So this is the five-year anniversary of uh, your rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> and so how did you feel like, you know, you, now you're weak into your new state of being? And you were watching your, your fellow uh, teammates or uh, people you were going to race with. Uh, you were watching them race and you weren't there. What was going through your mind? Yeah, I had joined at the beginning of the year on the Golden Gate Triathlon Club, which is like the biggest in Northern California. And they have great training programs. And we had done one training program that went to an Olympic distance, which is kind of like the middle distance in triathlon. And... Um, then afterwards, you know, we're a bunch of crazy nuts who think this is fun. We're like, okay, what's next? And there's a program that goes to half Ironman. So we've been keeping for 90 days and, but in this program, but even beyond that, basically for the whole year up until that point. And, uh, so you get close, you know, we have a lot of, it's like a little, little clan, little tribe. And they, uh, you know, I was getting messages and, and, um, photos and stuff via text and they had, um, tattooed themselves with sharpies you know dedicating the race to me and and they all had signs like if you weren't racing in the club you'd go down and support and have signs and cheer and have bells on the race course and they had one for me and they took pictures of it and all of them and uh ironically what i felt was and i think you know when you get into that like iron man distance of triathlon you get a little crazy into like after you put so much work into training for this one thing like you really want to obviously get to the start line and get to the finish line. Yeah. Um, and so it just really inspired me to be like, okay, now I'm angry that I didn't get to get that payoff. And so I'm going to do this next year. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, that get, gave you a boost, really. Your, your challenge yeah. gave you a boost, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't think it was like, no, I didn't have a doctor that told me you're never going to walk again which I thought was actually even, in, you know, to this day, like a really smart thing to do. They kind of let, they told me the facts and they told me that the, you know, they, they let the severity of the situation, you know, come in its time, you know, into my consciousness, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, so at that time I was a little like, yeah, I'm going to be walking the year. Like, let's do this PT, you know, get it done, fix me up and let's, you know, get back to training. Um, and it kind of washed over me over a couple, a month or so that like, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a longer runway than yeah. I thought. Yeah. Well, what's, uh, what's the status now? Is there, uh, you know, uh, I was going to ask you how, how did your recovery path, how was your recovery path? You know, uh, obviously you got injured, then there's things started settling in, in your, in your conscious mind that, okay, this is your new reality right now. And at one point I'm assuming you said to yourself, you know, after you obviously 
didn't dwell in your in, in that in that reality in the in the in the negativity of the reality you just you know as you said now you wanted to take part in the next triathlon a year from that day right so mm-hmm. how was that mindset how did you say to yourself okay this is my new situation but this is not going to be limiting yeah there's a much longer story in it but the short story is that um i mean you know even going back to undergrad well karate when i was it was my primary sport growing up and i had very much a a uh a Mr. Miyagi type of sensei that, you know, was more about the character of who you are than, uh, you know, than the kicking and punching and beating people up. And then that led straight to Pepperdine where in undergrad, especially like there's a big emphasis on character and who you are and who you want to be and thinking about that. Um, and then it carried on, you know, into the rest of my life. I got injured. I mean, the, I think one of the foundational things to, to answer your question is that like, luckily I was, I mean, you know, luckily is maybe not the right word, but I was older. So I had a lot of experience and perspective under my life um, that I'm explaining, which is like, even after school, I had a lot of, um, I, you know, I read the books. I, 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 I um, looked into a lot of, uh, um, I call it, you know, behavioral psychology on like, why do we act the way we do? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and how can I, you know, do it better? You know, the same, you know, some people really emphasize it. Like we're never taught finance, you know, like even how to balance a checkbook most of the time. Yeah. You know, I, I, I came from a um, long line of divorce in my family. So for me, it was like, okay, my family doesn't have the answers. So how can I do this better? Cause I know it's out there, you know? And so just character, who I am, how I want to live my life. Like I really invest in those things. And sometimes I made fun of myself and thought I was kind of cheesy. Um, but when I was in the hospital night after night, I really realized like all those things really mattered when um, the crisis hit, you know, when, um, when poop hit the fan, like, you know, all those little life skills, I call it mental judo um, ways to like realize that, um, you know, these uh, like how, you know, how, like, like the way I looked at it is like, I know, like I thought I saw it as I saw depression and the, and anger and all those different things. I didn't push, I didn't squash them down, but I saw them as potholes in the road in the, or, you know, in the road as I was going along. And like, I knew what was down there. I knew that if I went down that rabbit hole of pity and whatever else, like there's nothing at the end of that. Um, like I've, I've, you know, I've worked with enough people I've coached before, um, you know, around that, like, there's no reward down there. All it is, is you get to the bottom of that pity pit. You realize, like, you know, you realize there's nothing there. There's no answer. You just have to keep going. So in my mind, it was like when I was coming up on the edge of one of those those rabbit holes, I was like, I could waste my time there, but I know there's no reward at the bottom of that hole. So I got to keep going. And, you know, I mean, part one of the reasons I knew that is because I had, um, you know, in 2008, the real estate and and, world financial collapse, Mm -hmm. um, I had a real estate investment company go under and take a lot of investors and other people's money with it. And it really affected me. I spent a lot of time um scared i you know i had to go bankrupt and i and it really affected me and i wasted a good number of years um wandering because i was just so um shook by that um experience and i knew when the next crisis came which was a spinal cord injury and paraplegia in a wheelchair um that like i'm not gonna waste time again yeah 
you know, there's a through line there for me that like, I need to flesh out around like the experience of um, being shook and just letting it affect me for years um, in my early thirties. Like I already had that experience, you know, like there's no, there's no answer. There's no um, explanation except for that. Like you have to take the lumps, learn your lessons and keep moving forward and hopefully do it better next time and play smarter. Absolutely, absolutely. And now, now that you're talking, I was listening to an interview uh, with uh, Jay Shetty. You know who he is? He's, he's a former monk. He's, a, uh, I think, a British uh, Indian descent. Uh, he's a former monk and he, he's not a monk anymore. And he was talking about how people dwell, dwell on, their, on their previous experiences. And they say, oh, we, I wish I could go back to the days where, you know, I could do X, Y, and Z, right? And he said, there's no such thing as good experience or bad experience. It's just an inexperience at that point in your life, you mm -hmm. know? And you can go ahead and make other, you know, other experiences that can be equally good quote unquote, or, or yeah. bad, depending how you look at it. But, uh, you know, coming back to your point, it's, you know, people's experiences are experience. It's not good. It's not bad. It is your experience at mm -hmm. that point in time. And, you know, you got to learn how to move forward and make new experiences along the way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.